I hope I hope this is part of the no, it is. Oh, no, fantastic! I got it. <laughs> I got it. Yes. Welcome to the Zach and Steve Have a Podcast podcast. Yes. I'm Steve. And I'm Zach, and you're going to hear all kinds of singing All kinds up. of singing, because we just got off of our, well, last week, if you listened to last week, which we know you did, because there was four listeners for our week two podcast. That's a lot. That's a lot. I listened to it twice, so. I listened to <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. I listened to it twice. Where the... <laughs> The four listeners. There must be five because my I know my wife listened to it. So. Yeah, I don't know how those analytics. It said download, so I don't know what constitutes the difference between a download and a listen. I don't know if it's the same thing or not. I have um, no idea. But uh, last week I was talking about, and this is just a brief aside before we get into the meat and potatoes of today. Okay. Well, you know, yeah, that look. I always have a look. Oh, okay. So uh, I went to the Dave Matthews concert. Yes. Which I was talking about. Follow up follow-up i've changed my mind (laughs) the audience at at a non-christian concert is just as bad as a christian concert so you had a bad experience i did not have a great experience no it was um uh it wasn't like the pushing and shoving it was almost the absolute lack of of uh care yeah care would be the right word but almost uh, what would you call it when people have uh issues with uh, proximity ah like, they, they don't care about personal space yes personal space was not a thing and i think it's just maybe it was a, a cleveland thing over a pennsylvania thing because when we so were, were people snuggling with you or what when we okay yeah well let's talk about that just real quick so when we were in burgestown last year no problems whatsoever you, you you put out your lawn chair i put out my lawn chairs and were there people close to us yes but everybody is very respectful gotcha. very respectful this show did you have a better spot were you like no, close? We sat in the exact same spot at Blossom that we did at Star Lake. They're almost set up identically. Okay. Um, Star Lake's just better. Gotcha. Well, it's no it's in Pennsylvania. It's in Pennsylvania. It's just better. So <laughs> anyway, so uh, we, you know, we um, we're sitting where we're at, and like, I mean, people were friendly enough around us, but people started like setting their blankets up on our feet. Nice. Like, they just threw it down. It wasn't like, oh, I'm sorry. It was just like, yeah, we're doing that. I, I don't enjoy concerts where blankets are involved. No. I enjoy much more standing, sitting in a chair that is assigned to you and not yeah. having to sprawl on the ground. My favorite, well, it's funny enough. So the blanket people yeah. did turn around to us and said, hey, do you want to switch us spots? Because we are going to dance. <laughs> <laughs> did you say yes? Of course. Yeah. Yes. Because I'm like, I want to witness this awful dancing that's about to occur. <laughs> The whole time, <laughs> they never danced. We kept turning around, and they were standing there. They were just sitting on this blanket the whole time. No they dancing. Never danced once. Uh, but yeah, so we moved all. up all four four inches. So we had our went to the Hillsong concert, yeah, the was, Christian concert. Yes, uh, we got there. Doors opened at seven. We're in the pit, so we figured, you know, we don't have a seat. We're taking our kids with us, so we wanted to get there early enough that they could be close and not have people standing in front of them. So they could stand along the rope. Um, the way that it works down at PPG Paints Arena, um, the way the pit's set up, there's like a walkway that goes out from the stage, mm-hmm. and the pit is around the walkway. So there's yeah. a pretty long area where you can have front row, you know, because it goes all the way down the walkway. There's a there's a rope set up. I saw some of your pictures, and it seemed yeah. like you guys were relatively close. We were very close. Like Chris Tomlin was throwing sweat at you guys, basically. Well, the the kid that was with us, he uh, got actually a fist bump from Chris Tomlin as he was going down the walkway. That would have been the coolest thing to happen 15 years ago. <laughs> yes. He yeah. said he didn't know what how to feel about this. He, <laughs> he was excited, <laughs> but at the same time, he was like, who could I tell that yeah. they would be super excited he with texted, me? He texted uh, Jeremy, who was with me at our, our the concert yeah. i went to <laughs> we started making fun of him. Yeah. yeah so anyway we get there at six and there's nobody there there's like three people in the pit and wow i'm thinking okay we we're, we can get whatever spot we want mm-hmm. seven o'clock comes around there's like 10 people in the pit so there really wasn't that many people i thought there'd be more people at the concert especially standing but there wasn't really um, it filled up pretty good in the bowl and, and out on the floor but at where we were standing we we had we could go anywhere we want there was nobody it's not that there was nobody i i would say you could probably squeeze 150 people in there there might have been 35 wow yeah something like that 
was on each side. There, there was a there was a section on, a each, side on each side of, of the, the walkway. walkway. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. the other side was smaller, so it looked mm. fuller. Yeah. Our side was kind of longer and skinnier, and and there's people everywhere. Except, so you had the blanket people. I had the blanket. We people. had the cuddlers. <laughs> there was Ew. two people next to us that didn't do anything worshipful at the worship concert just except they had their arms around each other and just kind of swayed back and forth oh, they for, were, they for were, three acts so for three acts yeah there was a there was somebody before chris tomlin it was he wasn't on the bill at least really yeah i, I didn't know this guy was there um yeah but the, the the uh the lights go down a small little guy comes up to the microphone chris tomlin Lights come up, and I'm like, "Is this is this Chris Tomlin? It doesn't really look like Chris Tomlin. It it wasn't. It, it was Jeff Barrett. I'd never heard of him. I think they that's sent what his out name a smaller was. guy ahead of Chris to make him look bigger. Yeah, I guess he's he writes a lot of songs. He actually okay. wrote Good Good Father. Um, okay, I think his name's Jeff Barrett. Something there like that. There's Pat Barrett. Pat Barrett. That's it. There's Pat. Yeah, that so Pat Barrett. Pat. And Chris Tomlin have been working together for a long, long time. Yeah, I apologize to Pat. I'm sure he'll be listening he's, to this. He's definitely going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> I, uh, I got your name wrong, um, but yes, he he's wrote some Christian music, and he was up first. We didn't yep. know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get there at seven. Hillsong didn't come on till nine. I actually got there at six, so we were standing three hours before Hillsong. Goodness, great! How, out there. The big question is, how did Elliot make it? Oh, it was off. He 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 did not <laughs> enjoy himself. So my daughter, um, she she loves going to worship conferences or con- concerts. Yeah, she likes just even in church here. She'll lift her hands sure. and get into it. Yes. So she was into it. She so you it. you looked at her and she had her hands up and she's got her eyes closed. She's yeah. worshiping. Um, most people are. You look at my son. <laughs> Ah, uh, he's standing there, looking down at the ground, back sl- slouched, you know, like somebody stole his puppy. And I'm like, buddy, you're all right. And he's like, yeah. I was like, Are you enjoying this at all? And he's like, no. One time I looked, he is just sprawled out on the ground, not even inside the ropes anymore. He's like leaning up against that walkway. <laughs> like, you can't lay there, buddy. He gets up and he's like, I'm tired. I want to leave. I want to go home. Yeah, but, yeah. So he he didn't. He I didn't think last. I think that was probably that was probably where your expectations were at though. For yeah, it's all right. I love him. But, oh, he's uh, the best. Like both of our sons are the same way. They're not. They're they're uh, intellectuals. Yes. Yeah. They want to be challenged intellectually. They're they're not in it to be entertained. No, he was he was not entertained. No. And he's at robotics camp right now. He is at robotics camp, and yeah. that's definitely his speed. Yes, more yeah. his speed. Not not the sports guy. Yeah. We, I thought no. he was going to be the music guy. He did drumming for a little while, but uh, didn't last. Yeah, we my son's it. currently doing drumming. Who knows how long it will last? Because <laughs> it's not programming something, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's got the mechanical mind, I suppose. Yeah, that's good though. So yes, he is at robotics camp. Zach, it's a big weekend. It is a big weekend. It's, it's Father's Day weekend. Yes, it is. So what's the what's the big plans for Father's Day? Um, we don't have any. Okay. I I was just informed. Sunday is Father's Day, and and I was you, just, were ju- you just found out that Sunday's Father's. No, Day. I was just informed of what we're doing on <laughs> oh, Father's okay, Day. Okay, okay. As a father, you think this day is about me, but as you realize, no day is about you <laughs> when you when you're a father. So, uh, sorry, that's all right. So uh, on Sunday, I was just informed. Guess what? I'm having my stepdad and stepmom over okay for dinner yeah she's like is that all right i'm like sure sure it's all right we got church sunday more morning. the merrier and dinner. You, is your mom coming no what about your grandpa i don't think so okay so it's just... i didn't make plans father's day yeah the day i'm not supposed to make plans you should have made plans good. no no i I'm, I'm excited i'm excited yeah. that's all right yeah. you're excited yeah because this is a public podcast <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know what you what what you think you would want on yeah. Father's Day. Maybe like people to get out like palm fronds and lay them down on the road be really in front nice, of you man. and kind of you know cool you yeah. off with them. Throw grapes in your mouth. Pretend yeah. like it's you know a I, thousand yeah. BC. I like or whatever. what you do made about me. Yeah, so, yeah. But no, I, no, no, we're we're dads, dude. That's not what happens. No, I I I honestly have very low expectations. 
uh, for Father's Day. I mean, and, and not because I don't think my wife or my kids would do anything. It's like I don't, <laughs> I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Just, I, honestly, I don't care either. It's just, if yeah. I cared, I'd make a, a big deal about. Yeah, no, but I don't care. Yeah, we're having my parents over. Um, I mean, we went and saw Sarah's mom and dad yesterday because uh, they, they've been sick. So Sarah made them a meal, a couple of meals, and took it. We took it to their house, uh, which was nice because we knew we weren't going to see her dad and her mom this Sunday. So we did that, and then my pops and my mom are coming over on Sunday, nice. and my brother. Nice. The whole Disney gang oh, back together again. Nice. It's like good. it's like for uh, uh, everybody that just went down to Disney. Um, but yeah, but I thought it'd be fun to talk about. Since it's Father's Day weekend, okay. the men that have influenced our lives, our, so like our fathers, our grandfathers, yeah. Um, and if there's any honorable mentions in ah. there of guys that are like father figures gotcha. to us, so if you want to talk about me first, guys, <laughs> I know no. I was totally kidding. I was trying to think how you would work as a father in my life. No, my, I'm not a father in your life. How no. could we be? We're like we're more brothers than anything, and that's that's it. Because I was thinking about it in this way. There's plenty of guys God's blessed me with, and I'm sure you with, guys in our lives that are influential. Like, you're an influence on me. I'm probably somewhat of an influence. For sure. Yeah, that's just natural. That's how friends work. Um, But, like, when I think of father figures, it's guys of of a different generation um, that impact our lives in a positive way, in a way that, like, helps us to understand, like, the kind of men that we can aspire to be and hopefully i mean we are fathers now so hopefully at some point we cool. are father figures and mentors to yeah, the younger generation well, you know funny story before we get started so i yesterday so we have we have uh story time every night um and i, I read to the the kids and we've been do, going through. okay so do you read or do you tell the story like I, daddy's got a story I, I read the story okay good I, I read the story to my kids so we um We've been going through the Jesus Storybook Bible, which I think I've talked about before. I talked about it in my message a few weeks ago uh, with the adults. Uh, so we were reading through this, and we were on the story of Leah and Rachel and Jacob. Ah. Which, like, how they spun that story for kids was interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right. But it, it, I mean, it, was, it wasn't, like, out of context, and it didn't take away from the overarching story because the story is about Leah's faithfulness and how— through her son Judah, Jesus would come. Right. Okay. okay. Sure. So, uh, so saying like, even though she wasn't loved necessarily by Jacob, God still had a plan for her. Yada yada. But the whole question became for the kids was like, how did he have two wives? <laughs> how'd you? How do we how'd, handle? How'd that? you handle that one? Well, we said, I mean, the the basic like, you know, even though you know people throughout the Bible do things that's not according to God's will and. You know, word God wanted it always to be one man and one woman coming together, committing themselves to one another. But sometimes people acted outside of God's will, but God, you know, would forgive them, essentially. Yeah. Uh, he still could use people even though they were broken in that capacity. So um, that, that's how we explained it. It's not, is it the best? Ex- I mean, for an eight year old and a nine year old, it worked fine. How did you um, tackle Sarah and, and Hagar? We're not talking about <laughs> not, that. Yet. Not, We're not there yet. But I did say to the kids, you know, it's not something that you should do. You know, like I said to Luke, I said, you shouldn't have multiple wives. <laughs> and I said this to Tessa, I said, you shouldn't have multiple husbands. And Luke said, this is the kicker. Luke says, well, yeah, if you had multiple husbands, you'd be out of money because dad's <laughs> the ones that spend all the money. <laughs> Sarah died uh, like she was dying because it's very it's very much our family situation daddy's the spender mommy's the saver and I had no idea he was that aware of that fact he was so matter of fact like yeah because you'd lose all your money Tessa because dad spend all the money that is funny it was pretty funny that's so, really yeah, funny thank you thank you Lucas for having such a high opinion of me so I thought let's talk about our dads um a little bit if, I mean as much as you want to and uh we want to um like the influence that they had on us our grandfathers both of our grandfathers I think have been huge yeah. influences on our lives and big parts of our lives and then if we do have any honorable mentions we can sounds good throw them in at the end you want to start you want me to start you start okay i'll start my pops my dad uh so yeah my dad and i have always had a close relationship um uh you know when we were when i was 
younger. He was like the I, I, I don't know. I think my dad's like the Pittsburgh dad. Like like the show, the Pittsburgh dad. Yeah, pretty much. Like that's him. Like it's like you know, just the typical. He's he's the typical Western Pennsylvanian dad. Um, you know, Myrtle Beach is vacation, yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, you know, and just the normal around the house stuff. Like you don't want to leave the lights on. You know, air conditioning has to be set to this certain temperature. All like that was just my so, dad. So is it the temperature low or high? Because oh, extremely low. Okay, in the summertime. Gotcha. It was extremely low, and uh, to the point where uh, I didn't realize it was an issue until I moved out. And Sarah was, you know, she didn't grow up with air conditioning, so yeah. any temperature is the right temperature in the summer. And I'm well, like, if you didn't grow up with air conditioning, it it's you have one of two mindsets: one, we didn't have the money to have air conditioning, or two, we did have the money, but we didn't want to spend it. Didn't want to spend it. Yeah, <laughs> you're Sarah, letting out the bot air. <laughs> yeah, Sarah's case was they. She grew up in a in a. Uh, farmhouse yeah that was 120 years old or whatever yeah so there's no air conditioning so there's no, there, i don't even know if there's vents in yeah. the house too heavy i think they do have air conditioning now believe uh-huh. it or not or at least they have forced air of some sort um but anyway so yeah i mean that was the typical thing with my dad i mean the one thing with my dad that i'll say uh and this is no like you know knock on him he was just like he's like the spiritual aspects of life were not that but like, i would say the thing that i took from my if i'm going to say like the one thing that my dad really taught me was work ethic yeah like my dad was is a and to this day still is a very 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 hard working individual um we we work in two very different fields he's an engineer and he's super engineer brained um and then you have me that works in the field of faith and <laughs> service and people stuff. people uh so we don't necessarily understand each other um but i think i think through him i learned a lot about what it means to to work hard and push hard um through things uh you know and that's uh, that's the one thing about my dad I th- i'd say that my dad and i have a closer relationship now i think a lot of my sense of humor comes from my dad uh just like the goofiness of it uh, never <laughs> that's one of the struggles even that i have <laughs> is the humor aspect of it but um you know he uh yeah i don't know like what all to necessarily say it's just he's he's a good he's a good-hearted guy he cares a lot about me and my brother and my wife and our my kids um but yeah, I'd say if like if there's anything I would say that my father has instilled in me, it's it's that it's the work ethic, and I'm also like sports and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or like, I mean, my one of my favorite things with my dad was him teaching me how to throw a football. There you go. Um, he bought my the first football. I remember the kit that he brought home was like a football and a pump and a kickoff thing. You're like, what's the little tease that they used to? Yeah, that little like orange thing. You the put orange on the ground. thing. They don't use those anymore. They use some sort of like new contraption. That's yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, he got that whole set. I remember him pumping up. He's like, "Let's go outside and throw the football around." And, like we're throwing it back and forth. I'm trying to figure it out, and uh, he throws it to me. At one of these times, I caught it, and I'm like, I throw it back at him, and I hit him hard, and I put him down. Ah. <laughs> So was he not paying attention? <laughs> no, he was paying attention. He just wasn't expected to come in that fast, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He didn't realize. I think I was like seven or yeah, eight. He didn't realize the arm you have. It was. I'm not like saying that I had some amazing arm, but uh, yeah, I think it definitely hit him harder than he was expecting it or came in faster than he was expecting it. And then years later, like, because the other thing he loved was baseball. My dad played baseball when he was a kid. Um, so he taught me how to, you know, throw yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and same thing happened to him in that. Like, ah, the, I, the baseball. Baseball, I hit him in the eye, though. Oh. Right in the eye. Like, nice. I mean, he would whip that ball at me. He's like, you got to get ready. He's going to come off the bat. <laughs> He's, wham. I'm like, is he getting all his aggression on me? I'm like, I'm five. <laughs> <laughs> hit him right in the eye. So you whipped it back. Oh, I did. Or did you hit it? Whipped it back. Nice. Whipped it back. I wasn't trying to hit him. But you know, right isn't eye. that part of fatherhood? Like, you know, you're like, you go into it knowing you're going to get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. We you're wrestle get hit, and, and hurt, I, I get physically pummeled. and emotionally. <laughs> yeah. Your children. Yeah. So, um, my dad passed away in 2020, yeah. 2020. Yes. Yeah. J- January of 2020. So right before the pandemic started. Um, so it's been a struggle, um, because, you have a relationship with your father, and I guess you don't really realize all of the areas of your life that 
your father is in and your father touches and helps you with and, and does all that stuff. Um, it's just, you kind of take for granted your dad's there and, and yeah. what all, what all that means. And, and just, just for my personality and, and all the things I like to do. So it's been uh, an adjustment these last couple of years without him. Um, and how, what I would say about my dad for what I learned from him, um, work ethic is one, mm-hmm. um, didn't have a lot of money growing up and he would always, he was always working, but I, I never felt like he was always gone. I felt like he was there when he had free time. He, he would invest it in us the, the best he could. We went, we had a camp that we would go to, um, on the weekends that that's a western pennsylvania thing go, going up camp <laughs> maybe that, that wasn't for your that, family no, you were the you were the myrtle beach we were gang. The myrtle beach you, western yes PAers. or you could do camp or you could do myrtle beach yeah. we were the camp crowd yeah, we, we did it's all a weird thing that those things don't never really no overlap no like, we your did. family was either uh you were either the myrtle beach crowd or you were the camping crowd right we we only went on one vacation that i can remember it was to Myrtle Beach, but of course. <laughs> when I was in second grade, we went to Myrtle Beach uh, for a week. We had he knew someone down there. I don't know if they were family or friends or something. I remember staying with them a couple of days, and then we were at a beach house with some friends. But that was the only vacation. So now I am not a camp person. I'm a vacation person. I think mm-hmm. it's because we didn't do it. And I and I once we uh, were out on our own, we went to the beach a couple times. And I just I just love traveling now. I don't yeah. know if it's because of we didn't do it. Or I don't I don't know why, but we're not camping people as much no. now. But we were camping people back then, um, so that was my dad's big thing: fishing, hunting, camping. Um, and I got that from him. I got that love of that from him. I remember a bunch of my friends growing up, um, the crowd that I hung around with. Um, we they weren't they probably were the Myrtle Beach crowd. Right? They didn't do much. <laughs> like you put them outside, and they were very uncomfortable being outside. I loved I loved the woods. I loved that type of thing, and uh, I got that from my my dad. Um, and since he's been gone, I didn't realize how much of that came from just be, enjoying spending time with him. Um, now I, I I don't even want to go out and do it. It's it's a weird dynamic, and um, you know. So as a father trying to instill things like that into my kids, I kind of feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Like. But um, he, we had a boat always growing up, and uh, I thought about getting a boat. But thinking now, my father's reaction every time we were in a boat, like it was always frustration. Every time we were in this boat, he was so angry about something. I think that's just how far- <coughs> fathers are that way. They're always a little frustrated. Yes. Yeah, so nothing ever worked. We get out no. on the water and and. I don't know. My line would get caught in the motor or something. And, oh, really? Oh, just oh, that's sure. The worst. Some, oh, I know. That, I, I was always so scared about that. Keep your pole tip up, you know? Keep it away from the motor. Yeah. That, I, now, that thinking. Boat, what, was it a fishing boat? Yeah, it was like a little, I don't know how big, maybe 15 foot boat. Okay. I don't know. Something okay. like that with a, with a, like, 9 9 motor on the back okay. of it. You know, you, you, you putter out on climate tuning, walleye yeah, fishing. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that was kind of our, our life growing up. Um, and I remember my grandpa, his dad would do that. And uh, so there was that dynamic there we had um, with his dad, my dad, and me, mm-hmm. and just my cousins. We had a bunch of boy cousins on that side of the family. That was our thing. We'd go to pine tuning. We'd go up to camp. We would just spend time out in the out on the water, out in the woods. And now that he's gone, I just don't have the desire to yeah. do it because he would set everything up. He'd have the boat ready to go. Um, and uh, It was so much more about him than it was the actual I, I enjoyed it but i did i guess i just don't know how to do it like i've yeah. tried backing oh, up like i've tried yeah but it, it's a, the whole thing of it like sure. just pulling a trailer that's not my speed man no. i've almost cried trying to back a trailer and like, it's small I feel, little... I feel like that is the most dad thing yeah that, that's part there's like the driver's test and then there's the dad test if you could <laughs> haul a trailer and then back up with that trailer yes. if you could do that well you have officially become a dad you are like a real dad yeah i'm not to that point a yet. true western pennsylvania father yeah so we would uh I think about my dad and his boat. That was all he'd ever work on was his boat. <laughs> he'd be outside doing something with his boat. And so uh, I've heard it said, you know, the best time to have a boat is right before you buy one and right when you get rid of it. Because yep. the rest of the time you're I've working heard, on it. i heard the same thing. They're a pain in the butt to like yeah. maintain. So I feel bad, though, because I love doing it. I love going yeah. up to the lake because I had no responsibility. Yep. I got in the boat, got my fishing pole out, and he did everything, you know? Yep. 
he, no he got the bait. He got the he got the motor ready. Got the gas. All that goes with, into that. Yeah. Would drive it. Would you know back it in back it down the ramp. We I'd help him. You know actually get it off of the trailer and hook it up to the dock. Um, but then I just got to ride and fish, and that was fun. Yeah. But now with all the responsibility, it's like this well, isn't yeah, fun. It's not worth it. That's yeah. a lot of work. What, but good. Yeah, I'm sorry. But as a father, those are the kinds of things you do, and mm-hmm. I think that's what he instilled the most in me is just a selflessness. Yeah. And uh, and just I'm willing to sacrifice my time and my desires so you can do stuff. That's so. You, that's like the, the the. You think that's the greatest impact? He had yeah, on you, I would say so. That that's great. That's yeah. really awesome. Um, I would say I got that more from if we're going to continue on in the legacy of of men in our lives because this is a similar situation with a, a person that was huge in my life, but he, he's been he's been gone for thirteen years. Um, is uh, my grandfather, my my mom's. My mom's dad. I think we were both in the same kind of boat, really. We didn't have as much of a relationship with our our dad's dad. Yeah, maybe I had maybe a little bit more. Yeah, you um, definitely. They, I mean, they lived in the, the, the – uh, I can't speak. The dynamic in our family was they were from Ohio, East Palestine, Ohio, and most of my cousins were from okay. Ohio um, and lived in that area, and we moved to Pennsylvania. So we would go visit them, but we weren't as close with that yeah. grandparents. It's not because of – dislike or not getting along with them it was just proximity yeah so my other cousins would see them all the time and we would see them you know sometimes yeah now my my mom's dad who i'll talk about here in a little bit sure it was the opposite we were close to them so we saw them all the time and just grew deeper with the relationship i think that was the the root of it yeah i think proximity definitely has a lot to do with it Uh, and also like it i think it comes down to the desire Sometimes, sometimes guys want to be grandfathers. Sometimes they don't want to be grand, grandfathers. I would say that was um, definitely the case with my dad's dad. Uh, I don't know how interested he actually was in being ah, a grandfather. Yeah, uh, and that's. I mean, I, I and, and so I didn't have a close relationship with him, and I think that's why my dad um, pushes himself so hard to to be a great grandfather. Well, that's to, good to my kids. Like I. I he, him as a grandfather is the dad you always wanted or what <laughs> I, I don't want to say it that way but i mean in a lot of ways yeah he's he, my dad focused so much more on work when we were kids sure um that's like what his focus was uh and, and like i said he had a very strong work work ethic um and he always took care of everything like our our yard was always immaculate our our house was always you know, perfect. He was always working on something. And if he wasn't working on something, he'd find something to work on. He had a workshop that he was working in yeah. all the time. But at the same time, yeah, like you said, your dad would take time as a kid um, to like invest in you. Like that was like his, you know, greatest investment. My dad took a lot of time at, when I was a child into doing that. So I spent a lot more time with my, my maternal grandfather. Like if yeah. I was going to say as a child, if there's a male figure that had a huge impact on my life, if not the huge, the, the largest impact uh, of anyone, and this is no dig on my father. My dad is, is, is a great dad, and he's a really awesome grandfather now to my kids. Like, he adores my, my, um, my kids, which is really nice to see. Like, he invests so much time and energy into them. But my, gran- my grandpa... Uh, who's my, I mean, my, my middle name is Pete, <laughs> Peter. My son's name is Peter. His name was Peter. Uh, he was just a, such a huge, huge figure in my life. I mean, there was nobody, nobody that invested more time into my life and wanted to just experience everything with me than my grandfather. Yeah. Um, and so like it, it's, it sucks in a lot of ways because it's been 13 years since the last time I got to sit down and talk with him. You know, he, I was only married a year and a half uh, before he passed away. Um, but in the 20, what, 23-ish years, 24 years that I got to have him, um, you know, there's so many things that I, I hold on to to this day, like it, his memory. Because, I mean, th- his investment in people – uh, was the thing that I loved more than anything. My grandfather was a, just a grateful believer in yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, if there's anybody outside of my mom that had a great, and, and my mom wouldn't even say like no, nobody had a greater impact on our family <laughs> and other people 
than my grandfather. If, if my grandfather knew you, you, you knew that he loved Jesus. That was it. That's just the kind of guy that he was. Um, and he just had a heart like Christ. And I'm not, and I always sound, it always sounds like whenever I talk about him, that I'm like, I'm, I'm appealing for his sainthood almost. Yeah. <laughs> but that was just, he, he just genuinely loved and cared about people. And he would give his shirt off his back, not just to family members, but to anybody, yeah. like anybody, almost, almost to a fault sometimes. Um, you know, there was never a time because he grew up poor. Yeah. He grew up very poor. I mean, you know, he's part of the greatest generation. The guys born in like the 1920s and 30s, yeah. those guys. A lot of them, yeah, they probably didn't they didn't grow up with much. So when they did have something, they like they not only cherished it, but were more willing to almost share it with other people. Um so my my grandpa was just always about like sharing and doing and caring for people. Like I mean, everything that he exemplified was the heart of Jesus Christ. Just just loved people. Um, and, and just prayed for people all the time. That was like his, his greatest gift was his, uh, wisdom and discernment of like the people that, um, you know, were struggling. Uh, I remember a lot of times he would just, he, he would tell me, or he'd, you know, call me the next day be like, Hey, um, God, just the Holy Spirit just laid it on my heart. You're going through something really hard. And you'd always be spot on. I'm like, I don't know how you have this level of discernment, like how you have this level of like input from the Holy Spirit. That's awesome. He's like, I was up two o'clock praying for you because Holy Spirit put it on my heart. I'm like, how do you even know this yeah. kind of stuff? But he was just a faithful, faithful, faithful believer. And he was a prayer warrior. The guy spent like he had this chair that we called his like prayer chair. Like he'd wow. sit there and he like and it's a lot of the time he'd spend um, just praying for people. Uh, wanted to know like how he could like pray for people, and it wasn't just with my family. Like I was saying, you know, I remember um, we were out at Gitgo getting gas because my grandfather was also the master of. Uh, I mean, you know, he had money, but he also wanted to save the most amount of money that he possibly could. <laughs> yeah. So you go to Giant Eagle and use his advantage card all the time, save up the points, and sure. then you get free gas. Yeah. So we were there one day. We were filling up. Um, filling up our gas cans to go cut the grass because I cut his grass every week. Uh, like I was over at his house multiple times a week all the way until the day he passed away, essentially. Um, so anyway, we were filling up the gas cans. This guy comes over and is like, hey, sir, could you spare any money? My grandfather says to him, like, and now, without even thinking, like, or without even thinking about it, he just pulls out a 50 for the guy. He gives it to him. And he's like, he's like, the only thing I ask is that you don't go over to that liquor store. <laughs> and spend it and the guy's like no sir i just i need i just need some food i want to go over to giant eagle because it, it was the get-go that used to be in front of giant eagle i think it's where the arby's is or whatever yeah. it is now and my grandfather's like that's fine just take it and get yourself some food please sure enough the guy goes beeliner right <laughs> my grandpa's like ah really <laughs> but yeah but like the funny thing is he would never stay mad yeah like and like i'm like why can't i be more like him <laughs> like he, the guy was I, I, did i see him get frustrated with things absolutely he's not a perfect human being nobody is but like he always exemplif exemplified love first and loving people even if you don't know them or don't know their background whatever it was it was like you just give cuz christ would give yeah um and that's the thing like if there's anything that i want to carry on into my life and through my life it's that yeah. Um, I struggle with it. I'm like, and I, I, I even like, I'm like, how did he do this all the time? How did he just care about people all the time and put other people first before himself? But he just did. Yeah, he did. Like my grandmother was one of the most insanely difficult human beings on this planet. <laughs> she was his wife yeah. and he loved her and cared for her till he passed. Like, yeah. I mean, he put everything into caring for her and doing this because he's like that's what god has called me to do i'm like how 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 not that he wasn't ever frustrated yeah he did it yeah and it's just like it was just i mean if i i want i i would hope that you know the day that i have grandchildren or even with my my, my sons and my daughters um you know they look back and be like yeah, my dad was like that. I don't think they would. <laughs> at well, point. at this point, we know what Luke thinks. At You're the guy point, that spends that, the money. Yeah, he's like, yeah, that's the guy spent. Are you not going to give anybody money because he spent all the money? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that's that's Pete Sanitate. He was the best. I love that guy. Yeah. Anyway, my uh, the, the other person, male figure that was impactful in my life would be my 
my grandfather. Who I, I, I adore your grandfather, too. <laughs> yeah, he is he still living. Us, yeah, he calls us Zachy and Stevie. Yes, he put the Y on the end yeah, of it Yeah, I love there. it. Term of it. endearment. There, it, it, there's, there's nothing more endearing than a guy of that age calling you, like, putting the Y at the end of right. your name. Like, because they're the only ones that are allowed to. Right. He, he's uh, just had his 96th birthday this week. Oh, that's I missed his birthday. Yeah, it was. I'm sorry. What's today? The 17th. He was born on the 14th of June. Yeah. 1920-something. I don't oh, know. Gosh. He's 96 years old. Um, but you you talked about your grandfather in very fond terms, and it's the same for me. Like, he – I've been – I don't know if I would call it fortunate enough, but I've had the responsibility to eulogize people in my family. Yeah. And I kind of feel like it's my job now. Like, we've had – we've lost some people um, the last few years, and – um, you've done, you've done, uh, you, just your grandma. Yeah. Just my grandma. Just grandma. <laughs> I keep thinking you did my dad, but I, you did I, not. I, I did not do your dad. No, but I get up there and eulogize and, um, difficult to do it, but it was joyful at the same time. And I've had family members say, how can you get up there and do that? And, and I don't know if I could do it for my grandpa. That's the kind of impact that he's had on my yeah. life. You know, like, I don't know if I could do it because of just the person he is, um, 96 years old, the dude is so smart and so with it. Like his, mm-hmm. his memory is insane. You'll go over there and he'll just, you know, he, he's, he's alone. Now my grandmother passed away. I don't know how many years ago now, five, I, I six, think that was 2018. Your grandma passed away. Yeah. Some, yeah, a few years ago. So he's been by himself for a while and he just likes to talk to people, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you go over there and he'll just start talking and telling stories from when he's a kid. And, and, and he remembers things to the detail that, I can't remember anything. I know. <laughs> you know, like I have this terrible memory, but he'll remember like who his teacher was in first grade and like the, where he sat in the class and, and he'll just tell these stories about this and you just sit there and marvel at this guy, like yeah. 96 years old, strong as an ox. Um, but just the kind of person, just the way he lived his life. He was, he said work ethic. I don't know anyone that's had a work ethic like this guy. I mean, he, he worked, he came from a dirt poor family. Um, had to, he was the he was either the oldest or one of the oldest. So he had to provide yeah. back in the twenties, early thirties, like you said, with um, you know the depression and all oh that. Oh yes. Um, and so he left school, I think, when he was in tenth grade, and got a job supporting his you know little brothers and sisters, and uh, just worked double jobs through his whole life he would drive truck <laughs> it was funny he he tells stories all the time about meeting people that used to that are retired now and used to drive truck and he'll get into conversations about them and they're just marvel that you know he's so much older than they are and <laughs> and they'd be like what like you don't remember this but back in the whatever 1960s or whatever this this trucking company existed and he was like uh you know i i was trucking 40 years before that or yeah. you know whatever 40 years before <laughs> yeah. that. i had a model t yeah I had a big old trailer on the back something like that so yeah. but yeah um but he like you said about your grandfather just always investing into you it was mm. the same he always invested into his into his grandchildren um i would spend summers at, at their place because my parents would both work so my mom would drop us off in the morning and we would spend summers at grandma and grandpa's house and from him i learned my love for god really um he was the the spiritual leader in our family and uh we went to a presbyterian church and i just remember going he was always dressed up in a suit you know and and to the nines you know (laughs) and uh grandfather sound almost exactly the same (laughs) that's right and we had the same pew we would sit in all the time and just remember like you had to be there, and it it was more so because he was there, you know, yeah. like we have to go because Grandpa's there you know and and so just that that personality you know like just just pulls a family along with it mm-hmm. and if that makes sense just just his orbit his 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 impact was that, and uh yeah it's. He's, he's still that way. Um, I, lo- I love talking to your grandfather. Like, yeah. He's just the sweetest dude. And it, honestly, he reminds me a lot of my grandfather. And everything he just said about your grandpa was, like, pretty much the exact same. Like, even down to, like, going to church and stuff. I didn't want to be there, but my grandpa was there. And I always sat right next to him yeah. uh, during service. And he would, you know, play with his uh, 
uh what was it the halls he always said uh, halls cherry eucalyptus, there you go or cherry menthol um uh cough drops oh my gosh like yeah. always had lucy's in his pocket there you go How much of them? but yeah the spiritual impact I, I, it's cool that we both had that exact same experience where like the spiritual leaders of our of our house and of our families um were our grandfathers we could really yeah. look up to them and like spending the summers at my grandpa's house are the i still go past their house in wheatland i don't know if you are you where where, where does your grandpa still live in the same house that he like no he's lives in a condo now okay does he yeah okay yeah but no i know right where the house was sure all the memories that are there do you ever but go I, past it just to oh yeah, yeah for sure he, he, there was two houses that he lived in um that he was at for periods of my childhood and mm-hmm. sure i you go there and you remember all oh the stuff gosh. that you used to do there all the fun times with the cousins and yeah and just like that but i think i think what we can draw from this is the importance of the leader of your home to mm-hmm. be the, to be the man yep and especially spiritually i think a lot of times in our culture it's not that way no, the spiritual the leaders of the family that's are, how it was right, in my house growing right, up right is the is the is the mom yep and not that that's a bad thing, but it's not the best thing. The best thing is when it's the man and yeah. the man, like the, just, re, just the respect that comes from that. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to put down spiritual moms at all, no. but there's just a lack of that in, in our culture. Yeah. And dad's um, stepping up and being the spiritual yeah. leaders. And it's difficult because I, I think a lot of times guys are so out of touch with, or can be out of touch with, their um their emotion yeah um and i i feel like it does it takes a level of uh sensitivity and vulnerability and transparency to love god because it's not just the normal thing to do right Right. it's not like the because i mean it's the unseeable unknowable god and like he he loved his people so deeply and so uh greatly uh you see the emotion of jesus christ through the scripture and a lot of guys like that's not what we view as manly. Like, right? We, I mean, we like we keep talking about Western PA, and everything that Western PA is is like I got a truck, yeah. and my rifle, and a camo, and I I got I, a I can back up my trailer. I can back my trailer, <laughs> which all the things I love to do. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Could, but there has to be a balance between the two. There's nothing wrong with anything. Yeah. As far as that's concerned, like, I mean, yeah, like a hunter provider kind of mentality. There's nothing wrong with that. But also, like, you know, Jesus exemplified everything, not yeah. just like the, the manly aspects of being a man, what we would quantify as being manly, but also the aspects of being loving and nurturing as a man. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, we both experienced that with our grandfathers. I think even you experienced that with your dad on some yeah, level, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, not me, like with my dad. Well, my dad, spiritually, he was not very spiritual when I was young. And mm-hmm. I wasn't against going to church or anything, but by no means was he... Like pouring into you. No, and I don't even think he had a great relationship with God. Okay. I, I think it was, um, he went to church because my mom went to church. Yeah. And I think it wasn't until he came to New Life that he really understood what it mean, meant to be a follower and okay. what it meant to lead a family that way. And as as he got older, I would say after I was off to college and, and that, he he became much deeper in his faith and much yeah. better leader in the family in that way. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't that way growing up. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I could, I mean, I mean, I only knew your dad later in life. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, we've been friends since we were in our twenties and that's right. I have pretty much known your parents since we've known each other. Um, and that's really all, all the only impression I ever got of your dad. I mean, not that he was, you know, it wasn't, you know, um, what am I trying to say? It wasn't like, ever a you, you knew he was a believer i guess is what yeah. I, i'm trying to say he, but he wasn't going to beat you over the head with something yeah. like like which is a good thing right um but i remember like especially when he was wasn't doing really well um see he had he had cancer right? yeah that's um unfortunately he had cancer, yeah. taking his life uh, but i remember going to visit him in the hospital uh, a couple times and that's like the one thing that like i i think oh gosh i hate uh you know, he—you could see the 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 level of faith that he had. Yeah. Like you knew that even though he was going through this, he had peace about the outcome. Yeah. No matter what it was. 
So, sorry, I'm I'm the one that's getting all. <laughs> well, trust me, I've shed many tears. I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's I, and this is. I mean, you talked about. I mean, you did such a great job speaking at your father's funeral. I, I think I would have broken down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, because um, we had talked about that. I'm like, oh man, I don't, I don't know if I can make it. <laughs> I, I would do anything for you, obviously, and if, like if you guys, if I had, could have been any kind of help. Yeah, Pastor Ron did such a amazing job. My dad, the relationship I had with my dad, he was, he was loving, mm-hmm. but he was also distant in a way, or, or maybe I was distant. I don't know, but we didn't have a, a relationship where I I felt like I could sit down and just have long discussions with him. Yeah, like it, we would have long rides in the car, and it would always be surface stuff. It would never would never be deep, sure. life changing sort of conversations. Sure. Um, but we went on. <laughs> a uh, trip up to Canada. Um, that was one of his things he loved to do. He loved to go up to Canada fishing, musky fishing, and just, Ooh. and they used to call it moose fishing. They would go, yeah. That's my, the one thing you do not want to pull in. No, you don't want to catch a moose. Maybe a fish big enough you call it a moose, but yeah. not actually a moose. But they would go up to Canada, I don't know, north of Toronto, five hours or something out in, out into the wilderness. And they would, well, his his family would go moose hunting like in the fall. This was a mm-hmm. tradition that they had, um, and and they he he would he loved doing that. So there was this place randomly they found to go where you would go off this road and go down this dirt path like you take your truck. Mm-hmm. Well, they had like vans back then, like these Chevy, you know, those old Chevy vans that yep. that that's what they would take up there. You'd like to have to cross these creeks and stuff and head off like two miles off a road just into the wilderness and they'd set up camp. Mm-hmm. And so th- that was ingrained into his, his soul because he did that as a kid. And so he loved doing that. So he wanted to try to make it back to moose camp one more time. Okay. And this was, I think this in 2015, 2016, something like that. Okay. Um, he passed away in 2020. So it was, was he not doing well then? It wasn't, I wouldn't say that he was, Oh, this was right after my grandpa died. My grand, my dad, his dad. dad's dad. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And so he had this, I think it was nostalgic for him. He wanted to go back again to where this was. Well, we tried to make it all the way back and we couldn't, we made it about halfway there and there was a little Creek. Um, so we spent time out there and, um, it was, it was just me and my dad. No one else went with us. So that was a time where I felt like we really kind of bonded a little bit. And, uh, so we, we made it back to this Creek and I got pictures. There was black flies and mosquitoes everywhere. These bug nets on, but it was, it was cool. We, he, we got this little raft. We actually took a boat with us, but the boat was too big to go on the, the boat, the boat. Yeah, the sure. Boat. The boat. Oh man. He worked on this thing all summer <laughs> to get ready for this trip. But so we got this raft, we blew up and you got on this little Creek and you know, it was a place that was untouched by people. Yeah. So as soon as you threw your bait in the water, fish hit it because they awesome. oh it was it was awesome so yeah we have that memory that's cool so there was two places they would go when they go to canada they go up to moose camp and then this other place they call cliffs which um the guy's name was cliff it was like a, a lake outside of peterborough yeah. canada is this all it, in ontario or yes it... it's all in ontario oh. so um peterborough was probably i don't know four or five hours from where the moose camp was mm-hmm. but peterborough's outside of toronto maybe two hours hour and a half something like that i mean it was a long trip to go to moose camp it was like an 11 hour you know ride up there hike so on the lake um we go out there and that's where they would always musky fish was on this lake and they he did it from when he was a kid and i remember going up when i was a kid with my grandpa and him mm-hmm. so we're out on this lake just the two of us and he was like i'm gonna get grandpa's pole and so in our family the fishing poles that each person had a fishing pole so my my grandpa had a pole that my, was like their definitive yeah pole? my grandma loved to fish too she was oh, a really? be, she was the best fisherman in the whole family was my grandma really? and that was the secret like you go out fishing and grandma was the best grandma fisherman. yeah well she, wow. she would go along she wouldn't drive the boat but yeah. she would ride along and she'd fish and she catched she she caught the most fish. What she's like bread or I don't know. It was like just corn. love. It was, it was love. love. It was grandma's yeah. love. Grandma's yeah, love. That's the thing. That's she the was thing. the best fisherman in the family. So I would always, if I picked a pole, I'd pick grandma's pole, and, and no one picked grandpa's pole because he would always go fishing. So after my grandpa passed, my dad took my his pole, mm-hmm. and he put he put his reel on it. He took the pole up there, so he went musky fishing, and so um, he caught. A musky, and I've got I've got the 
the uh, actual catch on video. As soon as he got a hold of this thing, I got out my camera because I thought this might be a special moment, right? So he's... <laughs> I'm videotaping this thing as he's reeling it in, and yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. like narrating as only he can. And he's like, "This thing's a monster, like a huge oh, thing." And so no. he's this reeling is all this leading up to. No, it's a good story. So is he's it... he's reeling this thing in, and um, I get I get the net out because if you're if you're not reeling in the muskie, you're the netter. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And so I see this thing breach behind the boat. This thing is huge. It, it looks is. like a sea serpent coming out of the water. Oh, cool. And so I get the net and. Uh, I'm trying to video this and as net. I got the net and get the thing in the net, pulled in the boat. He's so excited. He's like, this is the biggest muskie I've ever caught, right? He's using grandpa's old pole and, yeah. and just his excitement. So we, we got pictures of this thing. And um, so we're super excited and he puts it back. Like a big muskie like that, you just let it do its thing. I forget how big it was, like 48 inches. Were you, were you guys only doing catch and release anyway? or were you... if, if they're smaller but big enough to – like be legal to take we might take one but they're not the greatest eating there's a lot of the oh, bones are, not? They're, okay. they're all right they're, they're a white fish but they're not the greatest eating like okay. you, we'd keep the walleye walleye is much better yeah, yeah yeah um so he lets this thing go it's more the, the fun of it's catching the it of catching they're huge fish, right they're like the biggest fish. fish one of them you can yeah. catch in a in a freshwater setting so where he gets done and um we're getting ready to go back to to where we were camped at so he takes grandpa's pole takes the reel off it and he looks at me and he chucks it in the lake and it was and he just starts bawling oh and it was him honoring his dad yeah and it was such a special moment like I, i'm just i'm tearing up thinking about oh, it like i i stories ever heard man. i i was like looked away because i was I didn't want to like we didn't show motion around each other. That's not something sure. that we did. We, we were always just you know stoic, father son, yeah. like no emotion. But that was him like breaking that oh. barrier. So he threw the thing in the lake, and we didn't say anything. But by the time we got back, just both of our faces oh, were just man. drenched in tears. And I think from that point on, for the rest of his life, there was a, like an understanding and more of a openness. An emotional Just connection. Emotional yes. connection. Yeah. yeah. You your dad that's um, such a. That's so cool, man. I'd never heard that story before. Yeah. So, and if I have, I apologize. No, it's not one that I ta- tell very often. It's more of a personal one. So, so the pole's gone. It's in the bottom of the lake. It, uh, it would sink. It wasn't made of wood or anything. It, it was made of wood, very sturdy. <laughs> 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 I didn't mean to take it that direction. Yeah, no, but yeah, it was, just, uh, in my mind, it was like you know, it, it sunk. He, he gone. He at the he, bottom he of the gone. lake. He gone. Yeah. So just yeah. like because that was something special. Everybody had their own pole, but that's, you know, that's where Grandpa was, and and that's so cool though. And man. so when he was becoming ill in the later stages of his life, um, he brought me in one day and said, you know, when I go, I want my ashes spread up in Canada. Yeah, okay. Up in the try to get back to the moose the moose camp yeah. and spread their ashes. So he passed away in, in January of twenty twenty and uh cremated. And then COVID hit. Yeah. And Canada's been closed for yeah, two we years. Make it up so there. I don't know, that might be something I we try to do this summer, but I'd want to take uh, my brothers and, yeah. and head up there and do that. We've talked say, about what we that. We can do is take the boat. Yeah. And we'll but, just go across Lake Michigan into Canada. <laughs> so yeah, but this is a big thing in our family now. dad's in this his urn, you know. Yeah. There's ashes, and mom's like, I don't want. That's like a weird dynamic now. She was like, let's just go spread up somewhere. I was like, no, we got to take him to Canada. It's you going know? to Canada. Yeah, so it's we got to go up there. And oh, that's, that's that's hard because yeah, you want to honor his his yeah. wishes. So I totally get it. But yeah, that's that's got to be hard on your mom too. She's <laughs> yeah, like, can we? take a little weird turn here, but yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's it's kind of, it. yeah it's because it comes back from that story of throwing grandpa's pole in the lake. It's just a tradition in our family. Like it just. Being outdoors, fishing, hunting, that thing, that was the Cyrus family thing to That's do. cool. Um, and so I'm trying to instill that a little bit into my kids, but I'm just bad at it. And, uh, yeah, that's all right. I think it, I think we're all bad at it. I think our dads were bad at it and their dads were bad at it. Like I think it's something you've come to understand later. I think that's why I'm experiencing that with my dad right now, um, You know, seeing him with my kids. It's not that – it's like everybody comes to understand the impact – at different time that you could have and it just takes intentionality. Um, you know, and yeah, I mean, we have the, we have, we could see it, but are we going to be perfect at it? No, but it's a daily grind. It's like something that we have to like, 
we're never just going to be back. I'm, I'm sure if, like, I went back, you know, as I've talked about my grandpa and you talked about your grandpa, I'm sure they had plenty of bad days. Yeah. But obviously, like, the good outweighed the bad in a lot of ways for their yeah. memory's sake. Um, and I would think um, I have two half-brothers. Um, my dad was married before he married my mom. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that the relationship he had with them was much different than he had with us. Yeah. Um, I know. I don't know exactly how all that went down. Um, kind of naive to it. Um, but, you know, he wasn't present in their life yeah. growing up um, after they were of a certain age, like, you know, elementary school age, like high school years. He wasn't he was with us, you know. Yeah. And, and so um, you're right. Not even though these people and these male influences in our life may seem idyllic and you know, they lived sure. hard lives. I'm sure. sure. I'm sure your your family is similar to mine, and uh-huh. and they make mistakes and and, yep. and like that. But the impact they can have can transcend that. You exactly. Know? It can. It can. You don't see them in that light. And if and that's. I guess that's my hope as a father. I'm, uh-huh. I'm going to make tons of mistakes, but yep. I hope that um, the love I have for God and for them washes over that so when they look back on us someday and they're talking yeah. on their podcast someday about their dads um <laughs> oh, that they gosh. remember the good times the, and, and not all the times that uh i'd, I'd much rather be i don't know when, when slabbed we, out on the couch <laughs> than playing some sort of game with them you know luke and elliot's podcast down the road oh yeah yes yeah, before we got rid of our fathers uh. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> no um but yeah i mean that was that's really cool, man. I, I was gonna share one more thing, but I kind of want to leave it okay. with your dad's story because that was way way cooler than anything else that we could have possibly <laughs> talked about. Like that was like it was a super touching story, and I, I'm like I just never heard it before. And that's yeah. that's really cool. That's really really cool. I thought you were gonna say he gave you the fishing pole. No, no. It, it was like it was almost like uh, what was it? Um, what was King Arthur's sword? Yeah, Excalibur. Excalibur. How do I not remember the name of that sword? <laughs> that you, you would think you would throwing it into the lake, yeah. And like it's there. Yep. That's that's really that's that's an amazing amazing story. But yeah, thanks for sharing that, man. Yeah, that's really cool. But yeah, I mean, it's dads. Like we, gosh, we we have such a big role, yeah. and I think it's time for like guys. Like we, I mean, I, we I think this is the continuing narrative, but we have to step up. Like we see like the importance of strong male figures in our lives that not are like and strength is not just in durability it's in vulnerability like yeah. i think i think being vulnerable is a greater strength than being like stoic yeah and 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 strong um you know and i, I, I my kids definitely know that about me like i'm not i'm i'm, I'm quick to break down yeah. <laughs> not in like just like losing, yeah. Mental. I, I, I am quick. I am quick to break down. <laughs> You're quick to break down in all the ways. Just to lose it sometimes, yeah. sure. But like same at the same time, um, I'm very tra- transparent with like you know, like if something hurts me, I'll, I'll like I you know I'll, I'll, I'll cry. Like I mean that's it. And like I think my kids have seen that in me, and I, I want them to know because I I can even see it with Luke sometimes. There's like this. I'm not. I'm not gonna let you see me. Yeah. See me hurt. Oh yeah. At least the same. At least way. the same way. Yeah, our boys are very, very similar. And I think our daughters are very similar. Where I mean, it's also a firstborn kind of thing yeah. where it's like, that just like, you know, the, there's just a difference between the yeah. firstborn and the secondborn. Um, and my first, like Tessa and um, Addie are both very like, I mean, they're just, uh, they Good. have big hearts yeah. and they care. Yeah. And so they're going to show that. In, in so many different ways and like the best ways and also in like the most emotional way. So, right. Um, but yeah, I hope, I hope our, yeah, I hope our kids do remember us. Well, <laughs> listen back on this podcast. children. Yeah. <laughs> remember us well. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, let's just leave it at that. We're already at the one hour. Wow. Point, which is our longest podcast to date. And we know everybody listening is just so enthralled. Oh, I know. Like, this is more more therapy for us than it is yeah. anything else. Uh, but, yeah, let's leave it at that. Happy Father's Day to any dads that might listen to this sometime yes, in the future. Yes, happy Father's Day. And um, Enjoy your day. Make it about you. No, just kidding. Make it about you. <laughs> make That's it about every- with This whole podcast. <laughs> this whole podcast. No, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, make That's, it about you. That's, it's all about you, baby. <laughs> That's exactly the opposite. Well, I'm Enjoy Steve. your day. And I'm Zach. And this is the Zach and Steve Have a Podcast podcast. We enjoy being with you, and we will see you next week with a brand new topic. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye.